one big pile of shit. She's in everything. She's on every TV show. She wins every fucking award. Quite frankly, the rest of us are sick as shit of her. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome up on stage incredible Tumi Marake. Wow. You're so sick of me. You had to have me on your podcast. I, I, I'm sitting here at the moment. I can't believe you found time in your schedule to be here. Like, that's amazing. Because as apart from being busy, <laughs> you've got three kids. Like, I've got one and he kills me. I pretend to be busy. I'm not that busy. Really? Yeah. Really? No, I mean, I, I know. I know. I've tried to book you for stuff. It's impossible. <laughs> like, I but, wasn't busy. But you know what the weird is? <laughs> it's fine. You're here now. <laughs> My ego's feeling great. <laughs> Because you, uh, you were like those DA SMSs. That's why I had to come. You became like <laughs> Moosey telling me how fucked up it is. It's like, okay, Moosey, I get it. Fuck. To me, you can stop pretending. We know you vote <laughs> DA. It's fine. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> Only because my fine. kids are white. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, you, you know that when you look you up on Google, this is an interesting thing. When you look up most comedians on Google, what you get is like, little stats about their career or whatever. Like, you look you up on, on Google, what you get is the, the, the options, the kind of self-completing things. It says family, husband, kids. Like, how did you manage that, that your <laughs> brand is that perfect, that spot on, that everybody knows? <laughs> Toomey's the nice one. <laughs> no, I think they're going, is she making that shit up? Someone <laughs> married her? Fuck that. <laughs> Toomey, fam. She has a family. But you see, that's the interesting thing. They're not doing that because with, with uh, Kajiso Ledija, yeah. the first choice that comes up is Kajiso Ledija and then married with a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> with you, it's Tumi Morake and husband. Not Tumi Morake and Mpo. <laughs> it's Tumi Morake and... Is he husband. okay with being like the side chick? Well, <laughs> wow. You don't know what a side chick you is. You see, now, now she's all like... Now she's like, I'm horrified on his behalf because he's here. No, your culturally <laughs> lost. But initially so you were confused. like, yes, yes, I think no, he's... No, it's just side cheeky. Okay, But right. the side chick has to exist uh, only if there's a main person, isn't it? So how can he be the side chick? Or okay, side are chick we pretending I don't, I don't culture? exist now? Is that no, what we're doing? No, is this a white chick? Oh, that's fine, that's okay. I'm really confused right now. No, what is good. what I'm talking about? I'm going to leap to my first date questions immediately. Yay, Have date. you ever done a murder? Have I ever done a murder? Yeah. To me, think about this carefully because if you say yes, this podcast is going to be so famous. I know. I'm just no. Damn mm. you! <laughs> no, because I know the statute of limitations in this country is 20 years. If I speak now, I will go to jail. So, so we'll have you back no. at the next season. Is yeah, that what you're saying? Yeah, okay. give me another six years. Okay, yeah. all right. And then all those murders will be expunged. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and no, I can't go to jail. No, because that's the, like everybody. I mean, it was one of the things when I, when I talked to you is you always... 
you're always very nice and you're always put together. And I know that those are the people because that's what they always very say. Very nice, put that's together. What always, that's what they always say about serial killers is they're like, that person was so nice, like the next door neighbor. I'm convinced you must be serial killer. You're the first person to call me nice. Really? Yes. Are you a diva? No, but I've not been called nice. I'm okay, not all nice. Right. All right. I mean... Oh, you mean like the... I'm not manageable, like a cup of tea but I'm not that nice. Thing, yeah. I'm okay, you're what? You're... And Come I'm on. not a diva. I just know what the fuck I need and want. <laughs> okay, okay. That's not a diva. That's a clear person. Yes, yeah, so I'm being so owned on my own podcast. <laughs> Why does steam come out of my vagina? <laughs> you don't? Nothing? Sorry. It really bothers me. Because <laughs> like we're not lubing her up enough. Okay, okay, that's good. No, you, oh, you mean like my vagina, like it belongs to some, okay. That's not very feminist of you to me. Can you be a good person and still like Steve Hoffman? I want to angry fuck him. Oh, really? <laughs> Does that make me angry? I, th- I think that answers the question, yes, yeah, I think that. Why, but why Steve Hoffman? Why him yeah, particularly? Yeah, yeah. Because he, he infuriates me and excites me at the same time. <laughs> he, he's like, <laughs> there's so much wrong and so much right about him. You know what I like about him? His nationalist stance is very good for Afrikaners because I think they need it. I'm not even kidding. But there's the bullshit of ignoring the reality of our history and where we are in the things that he says. So I get angry at him, but then I'm going, you know so he's important he's important because he'll keep the conversation going and I hope that the good thing that comes out of Steve Hofmeyer is that Afrikaners remember that pride and remember that um, you don't see uh, in, in, in countries that have that painful history you don't see Germans walking around hanging their heads in shame. You know what I mean? Because no one's going, you're a fuck up as a race or as a culture. So, and I th- I, that's one thing I like. Like, I think uh, anything that builds a nation like that, because, you know, I grew up I'm in the free state. No, I'm sure. with everybody. You <laughs> I'm, know? Ta- I'm taking away the word nice and I'm putting in the word diplomatic. I'm, no. It's very diplomatic. It's not like diplomatic, man. I'm 20% Bura Macy, so I must always <laughs> really? represent. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's because Bura Macy's all want to fuck Steve <laughs> 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 it's just in your genes. <laughs> Do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> no. No? No. But is there ever a moment in your life where you think, I saw a ghost? Like, I, I saw a ghost, or I think I saw a ghost, or maybe I heard a ghost, or maybe maybe Paul came home late one night and he was really drunk and he slammed the door and your first thought was, that was a ghost. <laughs> you know What? Um, we actually live in quite a, uh, an old house that has those old uh, wooden floors. And you know, they creak, right? And sometimes they creak by themselves for no reason. They, cr- <laughs> it by they don't, Jimmy. They but don't it's, creak it's by themselves. No, no, no. It's post-creaking. Think about it. Because we've all been walking all over it all day. And then we're all sleeping. And now the wood is going, Way. and then it goes, Way. then it creaks. And then we go, there's some shit in my That's house. That's not a thing that or, happens. That's or ghosts. when the geezer goes by itself. And you're like, who's running the tap? And then you know, it's not the tap, it's the geezer. And then you think it's a ghost because you made your mistake of watching that one movie. It's ghosts to me. It's, it's not ghosts, ghosts Warren. Yes. I have seen a white person almost <laughs> translucent and I went. 
<laughs> so it's you were the host on Our Perfect Wedding and then you went away because you didn't yes. want to do that anymore. Um, and then they made you come back. Um, yes, yes. I was doing a great job, but I was still two sizes bigger than I am now, dress size. Okay. No, three dress sizes bigger than I am now. So that was already an issue for them because, I mean, a lot of the feedback I'd get back from my bosses back then was always around how I looked, what I wore, can't I do something about my hair, can't they hide my stomach, can't they hide this and that about me. So I was like, I'm to me more bitch. I don't need this, actually. No. So... But it was very easy to walk away. So when they called me back, I was like, oh, guess what? You're going to pay me my fucking full rate, and then I'll do your show. <gasps> oh, budget, budget. I'm like, well, talk to Mnet, otherwise, please, busy. Because <laughs> I, I was like, you know why? When you do stand-up comedy, one thing I love about stand-up comedy, people take you as you are. What matters is your talent. You're funny or you're not. Right. And to be in a space where I'd already earned my stripes and people are trying to reduce me to something I'm not, I was like, nah, yo. Because even on Twitter, already the Twitter streets knew you do not fucks with me. You can come, but yes, yes, please, ne? you better be prepared, you know? Because a lot of people will think, yes, of course you won't respond to the broadcaster. I will fire you. Let them come. Say something. <laughs> so I, I, I walked away because I needed to. It was not worth it anymore. Right. Yeah. And now it, it's better. But it's it was better. great. And I'm not saying it was a horrible thing. Oh, why did I waste my time? It was yeah. great. It grew my following. It put my name out there. And I got to learn a lot. I love people. If there's one thing I can tell you, dude, I love all walks of people. So the great thing about OPW was that I got to spend so much time with people all over this country. Yeah, and you Our know? Perfect Wedding has all it walks has of all people on it. Yay. Right? There are some hey, deeply, deeply... When they said, when they say all creatures great and small, <laughs> the good Lord made them all. Yeah. Yeah, he made them. Yeah, you, you watch Our Perfect Wedding to feel better about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be and surprised, though. Which You'll was the worst wedding? What's the me. worst one? The worst one that you ever saw? The worst one is still actually the very first one I shot where... The guy didn't have the money to marry the woman. The woman was forcing him to marry her. <laughs> um, and then they didn't have money to get married, so he disappeared because he went off to Murla San to gamble to make <laughs> the money. <laughs> so that they could actually get married. And, and then she wore a dress that looked like they... They, it looked like they went and found some Anglo-Boer graveyard and dug it up <laughs> and stole some poor <laughs> dead white woman's dress from the 18-somethings and put it on this poor woman. It, that dress was ugly. It was fugly. And I remember people going on Twitter saying, Sister America, you're such a liar. You just told us a nice dress. I said, do not lie. <laughs> I said to her, hmm, interesting. And... And I said, you look lovely. Nothing about the dress. I said, you look lovely. Ah, you see, very clever. You're diplomatic. Diplomatic. Tumi Morag is always diplomatic. Because I'm educated. Yeah, yeah. Don't let the accent fool you. I'm educated. <laughs> is Hunger Games based on a true story? I have not watched the Hunger Games because I have not read the book. Re so oh, you want to read the books I want to read the books, then I will watch. I but like, did you watch the Twilight movies? Have you read the Twilight? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. <laughs> You, like you, didn't think it was, you didn't think it was weird. It was so pretty. What do you mean it was weird? Here's the thing. The I'm that girl, okay? I was like obsessed with True Blood. Okay. And so anything vampire is like a thing for me. Um, in university, in my third year, 
I wrote a whole like essay on vampirism and vagina dentata and all that stuff. <laughs> really? So I love, love vampires. So I watched the Twilight series because I was like, it's very interesting to see what the men you know, look like the without teen, their shirts on. No, the teen culture. Yeah. And <laughs> yes, yes. But ask my husband. I have a thing for like, you know, those pretty white boys who look like they have a headache. All of them like this. <laughs> those, I love them. They have a headache or they're looking in the sun. Oh. <laughs> they're so um, they're like if, if I was to enjoy freedom I'd want that vanilla that's that's how they've made colors by now I'm just kind of feeling sad for myself a little bit <laughs> why you wanted me to molest you no no yes yes no no <laughs> No, Paul, I don't. stop looking at me like that. He knew me before. Yeah. Stop, stop looking, yeah, yeah. In fact, I, I, you were the very first person I ever interviewed. I, re, I had a web magazine back in the day, and you were the very first person I ever interviewed while oh. I was studying journalism. Wow. Yeah, Kirsten Whitworth made me come to one of your very first gigs oh, at the Cool Runnings at the Underground. And I, uh, I really don't remember you interviewing interview. me before this. Yeah, no, because Kirsten Whitworth said you were going to be famous. So I think you, you, need a, you need to send some props there. Wait, way. I don't remember you interviewing me. <laughs> It's okay, it's fine. You interviewed me for real? Yeah, yeah, I was a student For a magazine? Then. No, for a, an online website. Did you yeah. have hair? I probably had hair. I, I mean, I've had hair. He I've had, had hair. hair, yeah. Like, hair is a thing that grows on my oh, head. Oh, that was you! The weird guy who podged you. You were big. The, the one, the one with all the sweating. Yeah, that one. Like. You were so awkward. Okay, <sighs> this, is, this is very much one-sided. So I'm going to ask you about the gig you got kicked out of before you even got to perform. Yes. Yes, yes. Let's so this bring this balance <laughs> back. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kirimodi Malauti calls me for a gig, and it's in Laneja, right? It's for some school. They're raising funds, and they want us to do some comedy. And he knew I was working for a company called Arab, and we do, we do so much kid, uh, work with kids. So I was like, yay, I'm going to do this thing. I get there. I don't know that this auntie saw me at a club in Linz doing comedy. Okay. My way. You know, you know yeah, my yeah, comment. No, 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 no. So this auntie sees me and she freaks the fuck out. She won't even look me in the eye. She's like, please get out. She says, no, you are, no, you are not getting on the stage. Get her out of here. Who brought this woman here? And she freaked out and I got kicked out. I nearly cried. I was like, but, but I can tell you the songs I'll sing with them. You're special on the outside. It's special. <laughs> no. And I left. And then I, I got over the emotion very quickly when Giddy said, it's cool, man. I'll pay you for your time. I said, full, full price, full price. <laughs> Full price for the pain and for the petrol that I did not even pour because I didn't have a car. But that's the best way to get kicked out of a gig. Like before, before you, you even, even get on. Like yeah, but it hurt. Way worse hey? when they kick you it out hurt. when you perform. But it gave me a complex because then I started worrying about where do I perform and who might be watching. So for a while, I started being a bit careful with my material until at some point I was like, ah, for sake. Right, right. <laughs> I'll never eat at this rate. So I just... One of the first things you said to me when you walked in the room, and this is what I'm going to do this because it's the material you should have been more careful with. Uh, one of the first things you said when you were, was that, and this is very important for the, 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 the podcast and the way that most people are going to hear it, is that last week's guest, Trevor Gumby, once tried to bone me. That's right, yeah. Trevor? <laughs> yes, Trevor Gumby. But this is when Trevor was still off his head. Like, it was hard to take it personally. If, 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 if anyone, <laughs> if anyone, if, I think if any other comic had done it to me, I would have really been offended and I'd still take it personally today. But because this is back when I, 
did not know a sober Trevor. Okay. He was just this guy who's either looking for a high or a fuck. You okay. knew that. And and so he he came at me so hard. And I think the reason he backed off is because he got that I could punch him in the throat. <laughs> and he was like, ah. Uh, but why okay. not? Trevor's Triv good looking, right? Hey? I'll hook you up, brother. Now, yeah, what do you mean you hook him up, brother? I'm hooking, I'm hooking him up. He's but good he's looking, right? Am I right? Now. Am I right? He's now, yes, now. Now oh, he cleaned now. up nicely. Oh, you say back then? Back he was then. Back then, I was like, this is why black people, maybe you must stay in the struggle. Let's not afford <laughs> the good drugs. <laughs> we are better off with just the ganja we can afford. When we graduate to other drugs, <laughs> it's a fuck up. Because I already had a problem with this accent at the time. I was like, your accent, like, you know, I was like, your oppression is from within already. Now. <laughs> Look, Daily, Daily Sun uh, journalists, if you are listening, that's a story I would <laughs> like you to credit. But that's so many years ago. He's cleaned up. We're friends. We can hang out. I trust him around my kids. But a, l- <laughs> a, lot, of, a lot of people try. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can actually hear Trevor Gumby <laughs> <laughs> laughing at that. Like, a lot of people have hit on you in the past, though. A lot. Like, a lot. You, no. had a, you had a gig where somebody hit on you so much, they jumped on the bottom of your car. Yes, that was scary, though. That was scary. That was... Because, you know, when people go, say, teams, it must be so hard to make it as a woman in a male-dominated... The only thing I think of is that this guy was literally hitting on me. And I did the one thing I know I should, I, I've been taught to do because I've done self-defense. So the first thing I was taught is walk away from the situation. Before you attack, the best thing is to walk away, run, get away from it as quickly as possible. So I got away from this guy, but already I had my keys in between my fingers ready to stab him. Because <laughs> bitch better be prepared, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so I was already with the keys ready for the stabbing. And then, <laughs> so I just walked into, as soon as I was in my car and I locked the car, I was like, okay, I'm cool. I stopped the car, the shit from the movies, he jumps on the bonnet. <laughs> and what does me do? First instinct is, ah! Second instinct is, how long can he stay on? <laughs> and I put foot. And he fell off very quickly, so it wasn't very exciting. I- I'm surprised to hear that didn't work for him. And then I, I called right, like, my husband immediately. I was like, yeah. dude, this is what just happened. But as I'm calling him, I think I called my husband because, you know, as soon as this guy got off my car, part of me also wanted to stop the car and go and fuck him up. Yeah, yeah. Because I was going, you know, I said no, it was nice, I walked away, you did not have to jump on the fucking car. It's a hired car, you dented, I'm paying. They don't know you jumped on the car, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I was in Durban at the time. So I wanted to get in there because um, what, uh, what my husband doesn't tell a lot of people is that when we were dating, he used to hate going to clubs with me. He used to detest it because I was one of those girls, you start shit with me, I will take you on. Right. I grew up with boys, bruh. So I know how to how to you know hold my own. Yeah, you got a lot of siblings. Hey, fuck. Like a lot. It's what six. Yes, six? I'm number four of six. Yeah, yes. and you said and you said that uh, you were the last one for a very long time. I was. Yeah. I was the last one until the '90s. So I was very special. And then I had my younger brother, and then that was that. That was a bit of a fuck up. But because I was so cute and chubby, I was still the favorite. But nobody would say it out loud. But <laughs> I knew I was the favorite. And then my dad five years ago has another baby. That's the most up. awkward thing ever. He doesn't tell anyone they're having a baby, by the way. That is the most, that's fucked up because I think I've told you this. He's, that is exactly, for me, that's exactly like, like if somebody has been sentenced to life in prison <laughs> and then like on the day before they get to get released from jail, they fucking kill their cellmate. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that is like. It's <laughs> like, 
Why would he do that? To I know, me? right? I think he did it because he knows we work so we can okay. maintain that child. <laughs> he was like, I'm a head a kid. There's a there, your sister. Do something. <laughs> are, you, are you happy you're not the youngest one now? I am. I okay. am. But you've got three yourself. So you, mean, you, know, you know all about the big family. I, um, you're stopping at three. I'm done. Yes, okay. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, I like money. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's a lie because if you like money, you would have had none. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had That's the three when I started like pumping more than money. <laughs> oh, then I, I came into money and I was like, wait, <laughs> stop. <laughs> stop production. <laughs> okay, if you, if you could go back in time, right? You can go back in time to change something and you can't, you can't kill baby Hitler. Okay, why would you kill so, baby Hitler? So, so, so which baby? That's so dark. It's a baby. So which baby would you kill? You would never <laughs> kill a baby. You know, some they of them get, become bad people. They like, get fucked they? up much later. I you can't. Think so? I would never kill a baby. Okay, so then what? Well, I would kill its parents. I would kill its parents, or I would kill someone in its upbringing that made them fucked up. I told you, a freaking serial killer. You're going to tell me one day you've done a murder? <laughs> <laughs> like, you've got a whole list. You don't want to kill one baby. No, you want to kill, like, everyone. No, because I look at my kids, and they're completely different. And I've realized I can see how I could easily just break one of them. And then the world becomes a fucked up place. I, I keep saying that. It's the easiest thing it's to fuck up your children. It's the easiest thing like to mess up a human. Yeah. And that's why don't kill the baby. Kill the problem that led to the baby. I, always, I tell this story. Like I, I know the moment I got fucked up. I know it. Yeah. What happened was my dad was tucking me into bed. Yeah. I was like four years old. Yeah. He's about to turn out the lights. I put up my little hand. I said, Daddy, I'm scared. Please, can you close the cupboard door? He says, whatever can kill you can open a cupboard door. <laughs> Like that, I'm broken. Like, and I'm gonna. Like, I almost feel like you should you should lock your child in a shed full of clowns because at least then you know what you did to fuck them up. You know, you don't want to break them by mistake. Because <laughs> you. Wow, gonna, Warren. I'm just, I'm just no, putting that I'm out there. No, I'm raising philosophers. I told you my children are white, <laughs> so the, it's very clear where they're going. One is gonna be a rugby hero. Okay. The other one is he's quite a philosopher. So he's going to do some deep shit. He's either going to, like, I don't know, be the next Trevor Noah back there, uh, okay. of the future, but in a different field. Okay. Um, and then my daughter, and my daughter's just going to be an Oprah. Okay. Without the weight problems, she's going to be a, she's gonna be an you, Oprah. You don't want your, your kid to be a comedian? Um, if that's what they really want to do, man. If they're going to say some shit, if they've got some shit to say, but they're so privileged, I don't understand what they're going to have to joke about. <laughs> Seriously, their lives are too damn good. I don't know what. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't. I don't know what their source of comedy is going to be. Their life is very good. Yeah, because you like you know when you started comedy, you had, I mean you had no car. You you basically started with like nothing, right? Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you had to catch lifts with other comedians. <laughs> I'm going to keep prodding this to me. Going to tell this story. <laughs> you know. And it's funny because when I went to Vids, I used to go, dear Lord, why was I not born into a white family? Because there were kids I was in class with who would come in, they beat up old cars, but their parents had the foresight to at least get them a car, whether it's a beat up old car, if it's a nice car, you know, but they had transport. Um, and then here's little old me starting out doing comedy and, you know, the gigs were all in the pupils of Joburg. Like it was either 
Brakpan, so yeah. you can do Carnival City, or you are in, where's that other place, Kharankua or whatever, to do um, that other something. This is before my time. Murula San. Okay. Anyway, so I didn't have a car, guys, and um, I lived in Yeovil. So I would get rides with people who take drugs, <laughs> which I would only find out in the middle of the lift. So one night after a gig, I get a ride from this comic who I really respected, right? On our way home... It's okay, we can say Martin Jonas. Okay. <laughs> on our way home, his dealer calls, and he's like, okay, I need, to, I need to meet my dealer, and then I'll take you home. Immediately, I'm going, hold the fucking phone. We're driving between Brakpan and the center of Jobek. I'm a black woman with a white man driving an old car. We are going to pick up cocaine. When the cops stop us, it is a white man with drugs and a black prostitute. <laughs> That's all I had in my mind. I was like, I've just become a black prostitute. Just by one dealer making a fucking call, <laughs> I'm going to jail. Like, I literally had, had him drop me off. Fuck knows where. I spent all the money I got that day to catch a cab home. Because I was like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to jail. Would it cost you less to bribe your way out of being considered a black prostitute? But though? you see, I'm not from Joburg. So this concept of bribery is something I've had to learn. Okay. I'm a small town girl. We do shit right. <laughs> so when I come here, you know, it's like, yes, yes man. You I've ready. never been so scared in my life. I was never ready. And I drove illegally for like six, seven months. I'd, I actually bought a car cash because I've always been that girl. I work fucking hard. If there's one thing, like, okay. yes, yes, man. I hate shortcuts. Uh, so I'd worked my way through writing and doing um, kiddie stuff in malls. Like you, I punished myself to make money, okay? And I bought my first car cash. It was a 1990 Toyota Corolla with like 200,000 <laughs> kilometers on the clock, but sound from Eldos. <laughs> you must understand, this is where the, the worth was at, you know? And um, so I drove this car to get myself to gigs without a license for a while because I was like, I'm not going to be in jail for shit I don't understand. No. Or freeze my ass off because, again, I get another ride. I don't know why I always got the people who like the drugs. Because <laughs> then the next ride I got to Pretoria, these guys are high. It's winter. Now, please, you must understand previously disadvantaged people. We don't cope with the cold. I'm already wearing 10 layers and thinking I need one more layer. And these guys are driving with all the windows open because they're smoking weed and driving. And we get there, they drink booze, drink shots, smoke more weed, and we must still drive back to Jobeg. <laughs> I've never said so many Hail Marys in my life, and I'm not even Catholic. <laughs> I was freaking and then out. You, and then you bought your own car, and the only time you went to Hillbrow was to buy your own drugs. My own drugs. That's, that's the uplifting I story wish, of Jimmy Mariah. No? I wish. Food okay. has always been my drugs. Eh? Food were always my drugs. I've never had the guts to do drugs because when I looked at junkies I was like I cannot look like that that shit just looks nasty like you this don't guy. look like you bathed <laughs> <laughs> you don't no it's very angry young man no it's very angry he doesn't young man. look like a junkie he just looks like that kid his mother fought him to eat since he was a toddler and then he refused to eat and the fight was never won and then he's like because why must I eat but I know you're not lying because, uh, again, Google, I love the thing. Your front page is just basically all, Tumi Maraki loses a load of weight. Like, I know. Loses and I wasn't even that fat. Yes, I was fat. But uh, fuck, they make it sound like I was this monstrosity, which I wasn't. <laughs> no. 
Really? Our yes, I don't deny I was huge. No, 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 no. But I was not I wasn't I didn't qualify to be on that what's yeah, you, it called my 200 pound life or whatever. Yeah, you were no no lean. No no lean, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I can say that about her because she never got me on a talk show. So, you know. I want to be on TV to me. <laughs> I thought you were making a no lean, get it? You're no lean, no lean, oh, not good. lean. Yeah. No, I thought you were being cheesy. Like Jack Spratt could eat no fat. <laughs> so I could eat no lean. So you googled me. You've known me all these years but you had to google me to interview. No, I, you, you know the thing is I just thought the audience should know that. I t- I'll tell you why I had to google you was because like in the last two years you've basically blown up and and you do do everything. And I have not been able to follow your career. Like I, I watched you win the comics choice award for comedian of the year. Like what's that like? What's it like being the funniest person in the country? It's not about being the funniest person in the country. Otherwise I would not No, have it really is. That's it. why I've no, got it for you. No, that's thank you. <laughs> That's awkward. Um, no, it, it, it meant a lot and it actually touched me. Before I won it, it, it was like, oh, it would be really nice to win this thing, but it wasn't an emotional, ooh, this would be nice. Then when it happened, I think what hit me hard was this is a male industry, very male-dominated. And the fact that all the guys got together, not even got together, all the guys voted for me because, um, you know, we all vote individually and yeah. I don't know if a lot of people know that that comic of the year is voted for by other comedians. So the big deal for me was, number one, what it says about this country and the men in this country, that everybody parked their egos and said, let's let a girl shine. Secondly, that this industry, as young as it is, is already recognizing women when women are fighting battles in the corporate field, in so many other fields. So for me, it, it really touched me because I thought, shit, man, this is affirmation, but also this is pressure because these guys are going, don't fuck it up. That's also yeah. what it said to me because Trevor Noah had been taking it every freaking year, yeah. you know? And we all went, guys, how are we going to compete with someone getting his own show in America? And so when that happened, I just thought, yeah, man, Um, my own industry takes me seriously. So I don't care what anybody else thinks. My own colleagues think this of me. It was a big deal, bro. Huge. You, uh, you don't think it had anything to do with the fact that in the alphabetical order, yours was the tick <laughs> box next to Trevor Noah. <laughs> There was Trevor Gumbi as well, eh? There was another Trevor, eh? <laughs> no, nice I, don't th- I don't think Trevor is allowed to enter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, and I'd said, you know, if I win, I want to jump up and go, I didn't have to put out, but I was so emotional, I even forgot to say that, man. I was like, ah! Yeah, and then, but then the year before was that big controversy where they, Wait, they the kind fake of win. fake announced <laughs> you as the winner. And then, yeah. Yeah, and then, I mean, you were amazing, you pulled it off and it yeah. stunned everyone, but it didn't make anyone laugh. Like, it was like a shocking... Was, were you in on that? But I mean, my what was acting the skills there, yeah. though. But did you? Like, you there were people who were like, Tombs, yeah. we didn't know you could act, Brie, because we were <laughs> with you. We were crying. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but now, did they, I mean, they must have told you beforehand that they yes, were going to do this Yes, they told me. They told me months before, and I was gutted. You know, funny enough, I was gutted when, when I was told that they want me to do this thing, because I thought, how the fuck do you think I don't give a shit about this award? Yeah. What makes you think that I'm okay with being told I did not win what is the most coveted award of the evening? So my first reaction was that. So I didn't immediately go, I'm going to do okay. it. That's one thing I've never told anyone. Okay. Is that I did not immediately go, let's do it. Then afterwards I went, okay, well, fuck it. Let's have a ball then. We may as well. Because yeah. then the one thing that Alan said to me, because it was Alan Comity who broke it to me, he said, oh, come on, you knew it was a given that Trevor will take it. <laughs> so again, I was like, Let, let me let me shut my ego down for a second and hear what he's saying. And it made sense. He had just 
received the deal. He had just gotten the deal to replace yeah. um, that dude and do that show. The so. Daily Show, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so basically, basically, the thing is that, like, if you if you go there and you really believe you can win, then you can win. Like, is that no? I, I need to know how I can do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> No, Should I, I just write that. better jokes. You know what? You must not hustle how to hustle, but it's also about being in the right place at the right time. I watch comedians, right? And there are so many people who I will point out and go, that person is a much better caliber of comedian than I am. And I go, the reason I am flying like I am is because I was in the right place at the right time, but I didn't just let that be enough. I then jumped on that motherfucker and held onto it hard. You know, I was like a bull terrier. Once the teeth are in there, they're in there, bitch. I ain't going nowhere. And that's what I did. As soon as I saw that this is my moment, I grabbed onto it. And that's why I'm still there. So it's not just purely believe and then, oh, let me read the secret and then attract the thing to me. <laughs> you, you, you must also actively go after this shit. Like by starting a podcast. Like by starting a podcast, <laughs> inviting people like Timmy Moraki, and then getting Timmy Moraki to share it with her like 200 and something thousand followers there on Insta, Shoo. and then her Shoo. 700, what, 70 something thousand there on, 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 on Twitter, and then the ones on Facebook who she never counts because it's like a chisanyama there. And then... I, I have four followers on Instagram, 11 followers on Twitter. Uh, two of those are my mom. She forgot her password for her first account. <laughs> <laughs> You're so adorable, yet you still made children. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather shit yourself in public once a week or spend the rest of your life married to someone with a pineapple for a head? Ooh, pineapple. It smells so nice. And you know, pineapple, <laughs> pineapple can make your cooch smell nice. If you make your lady, if you want to like, you know, okay. and then you make her drink lots of pineapple juice that week, and then you go there. Ah, smells like a pineapple. That sounds like a trick. No, it's not a trick. It <laughs> sounds like a... Like Do it. Because that means I have to try it at least twice. I'll like pay you back all the money you spend on the pineapple juice. <laughs> I will pay you back. Like a free pineapple? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I got yeah. this tip from a stripper at the Grand. <laughs> That's all I'm going to tell you. Why are you going to the Grand? Did you, like... No, tell me that story. I, I want to hear about the time Jimmy Moraki went to the... Because t- I can afford it. Fuck, <laughs> apparently the sushi there is super nice. <laughs> How do I... <laughs> Tastes like pineapple. Uh, <laughs> How do I get YouTube to come and film me? YouTube? Yeah. They come and film you. <laughs> yeah, apparently. I'm not on there. You can get YouTube to come and... <laughs> are you playing stupid? Or you're yeah, being serious? Because people put their videos on YouTube. Oh, okay. <laughs> Were you having a moment? No, I knew that. That's fine. It's okay. Were you making a joke and I fucked it up? Does it work the same way with the TV? If I can, I put my videos on the TV. On the TV? Yeah. With a broadcaster? Have you ever been arrested? I've landed someone in the back of a van before. Okay, tell me that. Um, so, my husband and I were going out, and we were still dating. And we were a bit for schnackered. And these cops stopped us. And I started mouthing off at this one cop. And he decides, because I wasn't driving. So, me, just So, and the boss going, baby, shut up. I'm like, what, baby, what? I know my rights. I know my rights. 
And the guy goes, oh, so, so you know your rights, booty, come. <laughs> <laughs> and he takes them and he puts them in the back of the van. I felt so cock. So cock, because I'm like, this cop knew exactly what he was doing, because now he's getting me dumped, and he's killing my ride home, <laughs> basically. So that was really, really harsh. So how did you get him out? Huh? <laughs> hey? <laughs> and that's why you should come and see the live show. <laughs> Because you'll never understand that joke at all. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, she's amazing. She's Dumi Marake. <laughs>